Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are intentionally choosing to fix your heart on Jesus. My hope and prayer are that this study would encourage you and remind you of who he is. The holidays can be crazy and life can be challenging, but when we shift our focus and remember who he is, everything changes. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media. You can also hit the button to share the episode via text with them. We both know we could all use something that will help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. If you want to know God through His Word better, I am giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of the study away to our members. And we have a special Advent series going through the Christmas narrative. Our teachers are Jamie Ivey, Tony Collier, Whitney Caps, MMA Jenkins, and myself with worship from Christine Knuckles. Do not miss this. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started with celebrating who he is. You are listening to Day 3, Just with Lee Kohler. As always, try to start your time, if you haven't already, with prayer. Praise God, repent of sin, ask for others and yourself, yield to God today, and then wait and listen. Years ago, I was astonished and saddened to hear the story of a widow from Africa whose relatives, right after her husband's funeral, encroached upon the boundary line of her property to steal it away. Day after day, they threatened her. One day, they cornered her children with machetes and scared them into leaving. She said this was a common problem. People would take advantage of widows' vulnerability and steal their homes and land, leaving them destitute and without the means to provide for their families. Her situation grew increasingly hopeless as she spoke of local authorities looking the other way and doing nothing to bring justice justice to her situation. Question. Describe a time you've seen or heard about or experienced firsthand an injustice being done. Sometime later, I came across Proverbs 23, 10-11, which says, Don't move an ancient boundary marker, and don't encroach on the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is strong. He will take up their case against you. Before knowing this woman's story, boundary markers and encroaching on fields didn't have much meaning in my world. Suddenly, this verse had new meaning to me. It took my breath away. Never had I appreciated or loved the justice of God more. It brings me so much joy. Write Proverbs 21 through 15 in the space below. For you audio listeners, I'm going to read it to you. Proverbs 21, 15. When justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. One of the most devastating effects of sin is the horrible injustice that takes place under the sun. We look back in history at events like the Holocaust, the slave trade, and people being falsely accused of crimes they didn't commit. Yet our hope as Christians come from our confident assurance in a just God who is going to set all things right. A.W. Tozer once said, Justice is not something God has. Justice is something God is. God's justice flows from his holy nature. Man's justice can become skewed and perverted because of sin. But God is not capable of any wrongdoing. 
Proverbs 16, 11 says, Honest scales and balances belong to the Lord. All the weights in the bag are of His making. He's a God who rewards uprightness and punishes sin. It's interesting how the world often scorns the notion of God being a judge. They want to picture him as a cuddly grandpa or a nice guy who tolerates sin and looks the other way when we do something wrong. But if God did not punish sin, Isaiah 61, 8a, For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Question, what does the Lord love? What does he hate? Like the father, like father, like daughter. Notice how you share the same sense of justice. I can see this God-given sense of justice in my kids. When they've been hurt or wronged, somehow they run to me. If I look at them, shrug my shoulders and say, so what? They would be outraged. They would question my love for them and concern for their well-being. Their understanding of my love for them is wrapped up in the knowledge that I am looking out for them with a desire to set things right in the best I know how. Of course, I don't always get it right, unlike our Heavenly Father. The ultimate demonstration of God's justice is displayed at the cross. Because God is a righteous and just God, the penalty of our sins had to be paid. There was no way around it. So God, in His mercy, sent His own Son to pay for our sin. He willingly and lovingly humbled Himself, came to the earth, and suffered our punishment so that justice could be met. And all of those who put their faith in Jesus for salvation are no longer subject to the punishment of sin and death. Justice was met by our Savior. Read Isaiah thirty eighteen. Isaiah thirty eighteen. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. Question. There are two things our just God longs to show us. What are they? In our own lives, we all feel the pain of injustice at some level. We may be taken advantage of or stolen from. We may find ourselves misunderstood, falsely accused, or treated unfairly. Too often, the enemy tempts us to question the character of God, saying a good God would not allow the world to be so complex, so difficult, so deplete of equity and justice. He is always at work, trying to cast a shadow over the goodness of God. Let us not agree with our enemy or call into question God's character. Instead, let's declare declare like the psalmist, The Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Psalm 92.15 The widow's story that I spoke of earlier ended wonderfully. She rejoiced as she spoke of God raising up a ministry that came to her aid to fight for justice for her and her children. I put pressure on the police to enforce the law, and justice prevailed. The church has always been God's plan A for redemption in the world, and we must never lose sight of that. Proverbs 31.8 says, Speak up for those who have no voice, for the justice of all who are dispossessed. Speak up, judge righteously, and defend the cause of the oppressed and needy. I'm so grateful I belong to a God who fights on behalf of those in need of justice, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Psalm 89, 14. Today, let's praise him and thank him for being a just God. As we wrap up, take, a t- take some time and go through the following prompts. God is just. Take a minute and write out your own definition for today's attribute of God. 
What does it mean when we say God is just? Next, doer of the word. How can you apply what you have learned from the Lord today? Is there anything you should do or stop doing in obedience or faith because of what you've read? Finally, who should you tell? What is something you can share about today? Stop and ask God to show you who you are to share this with today. Pray over that person or group and ask God for an opportunity and courage to share. If you share on social media, be sure to use hashtag HeIsAdventStudy and tag at Becky Kaiser. I hope that was encouraging to you. This Advent study was brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. As a reminder, I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to all of our members. Plus, we have a special Advent series going through the Christmas narrative. Our teachers are Jamie Ivey, Tony Collier, Whitney Caps, Mimi Jenkins, myself, with worship from Christy Knuckles. Friend, do not miss this. You have nothing to lose with that week trial. I'm so grateful you joined us today. James 1.22 in the ESV says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly, Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This podcast is called Hearers and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser, K-I-S-E-R. And if you loved today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.